to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste. And the destination Kaohsiung. Since the early days of rail travel in Taiwan, the southern port city of Kaohsiung, formerly called Takao, has been an important spot. Early during the Japanese colonial era, just after the turn of the 20th century, the railroad connected the city and its port to points along Taiwan's western plains, all the way up to Keelung on the island's north coast. Today, the site of the city's first train station is home to the Takao Railway Museum, a tribute to Taiwanese rail history that continued to serve as a functioning station right up until the final train pulled away in 2008. Here, in among a collection of railroad memorabilia and examples of old trains, you'll hear the story of a station whose career followed that of the city of Kaohsiung as it rose to prominence. Here to tell us more about the museum and its collection is the museum's He Chenglin. By the time Japan took control of Taiwan in 1895, the city of Kaohsiung had already served for several decades as a center for foreign trade in the south. Before Japanese colonization, the island also had its first rail line, though not an especially long one. Early on, Japanese colonial planners decided to build on this early experiment with a railway. Their goal was a single line connecting the entire west coast of the island, where most of the major cities and towns could be found. By 1900, preliminary work on the railway had already linked up Kaohsiung with Tainan, the next major city to the north. A temporary station was built to serve Kaohsiung, but once the line was completed in 1908, a new station was opened on a permanent site, the site where the Takao Railway Museum is now. A large swathe of Taiwan was now linked together. Both passengers and freight came into the city and went out of the city by its new train station. The new Takao station was right up near the city's harbor meaning that goods, shipments, and passengers arriving into Kaohsiung by sea would make their way right from the docks into the station and onwards from there to their final destinations. Takao Station was a bustling place filled with passengers and stevedores, suitcases, crates, and pallets. Mr. Ho says that the station was also in one of the city's most busy centers, not far from where the city hall and city post office had sprung up. By 1930, though, it was obvious that Takao Station was too busy. Japanese urban planners realized that all this traffic was becoming more than the station could handle. They envisioned a new passenger station for the city, leaving the Takao station on the harbor to handle freight. 
At the same time, these urban planners also drew up plans to build a new line locally, a ring line that would encircle the city. Around this ring line, they imagined, agriculture and industry would meet, and from the surrounding farms and factories, the military would be able to draw the supplies it needed for a policy aimed at driving Japanese influence deeper south into Asia. The planner's first goal, that of opening a new station, was met in 1941. Takao Station would indeed only carry freight from now on. The vision of a ring line bringing freight to the station, though, would have to wait. By 1941, Japan was at war with the Allies, and American bombing raids over Kaohsiung saw the destruction of local rail infrastructure. Mr. He says the old Takao station was among the sites that suffered heavy damage. Japanese rule on Taiwan ended along with the war in 1945. In the post-war years, Kaohsiung would turn into a center for heavy industry. The old Takao station was rebuilt and brought back into working order. Eventually, the Republic of China government, that took control of Taiwan after the war, decided to make good on the old loop line plan. When it was finally completed in 1967, there was plenty to carry. The line was flanked by factories and power plants, a refinery, plants processing aluminum and sugar. And many other representatives of the city's growing industrial power. Among the products shipped through the old Takao Station was sugar, a product of Taiwan's tropical south that was finished nearby and sent to the docks for export around the world. As the decades went on, though, Taiwan's economy changed. 包含像附近的工厂，有一些慢慢的在外移或者是歇业的情形。By the 1990s, rising wages, environmental policies, and the effects of globalization caused heavy industry to start leaving Kaohsiung. Just as factories began to close or move away, the growing use of highway traffic in the area started to make freight rail redundant. Shipments dwindled. Many people also started to think that the freight rails got in the way, and Mr. He says there was discussion about moving them into underground tunnels where they wouldn't interfere with traffic. The old Takao Station, decidedly above ground and with less and less freight to handle, now had an uncertain future. There wasn't any need to campaign for its physical survival. Mr. He says the station was declared a protected historic site in 2002, but by 2008 it was decided that its days as a working station would end, and the final train departed in November that year. After a debate about how the property should be used, the station reopened in 2010 as the Takao Railway Museum. It sits close to several other projects that have also turned pieces of Kaohsiung's heritage into cultural spaces. In this way, it seems the old station continues to evolve in tandem with the city around it.
I asked Mr. He about some of the historical artifacts and some of the historic trains in the museum's collection. He says that among the items on display are original wooden crates used to carry freight. The signs and logos painted on them indicated what shipments belonged to which company, as well as where each shipment was destined to go. Mr. He says that most of the trains on display are likewise connected with shipping freight. Among them are steam locomotives once used to haul coal and a diesel-powered engine donated to the museum by Tai Power, Taiwan's state-run power company. It had once served at a plant in the north of Taiwan, and it remains the only engine in the museum's large collection that is still in working order, able to move around. Mr. He says that these trains and objects come not just from the Kaohsiung area, but from all over Taiwan, giving visitors a look back at how, for more than a hundred years, the railroads have made Taiwan run from end to end. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another Journey Through Time. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 